Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. We do know, as I'm standing before you today, I have had many conversations with some of you. I've had private conversations. I even know what goes on in most of your homes. And most of it by far is great. But there are some that have struggles. That even if a man would go home, and I would, I would tell this man, I would tell him, this literally happened. I would tell this man, you need to go home and tell your wife that she has a Jezebel spirit. So, nope, there's no way I can. And even if you ask me in front of her, I'll still say, no, you don't. I have run into that how many times in my life dealing with people? Because the consequences are not worth it. And so they become Ahabs because they're hurt, they're wounded. Ahabs typically do not have a lot of confidence. And the further they go, the less confidence they have. Because if they stand up in their confidence, they just get whacked down. And so what you'll have is you'll have Ahab and a Jezebel they normally marry. Have you ever heard opposites attract? Those are normally cases ripe to be one or the other. Now, let's go on before I get into some of those details. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, it says, But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to assert authority over the man, but to be in silence. Assert means to act of oneself or dominate or control. The woman has not been designed to dominate or to act on oneself or to control the husband. Now, I have seen this. There's people, there's churches that would never, never, never allow a woman to say one word in church. But in their home, the man is the one that don't say the word. The woman is not to control the man. Did you hear that? That's what the Bible says. Verse 13, for Adam was formed, then Eve. Verse four, uh, 13, now it's verse 14. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in transgression. The woman was the one that was deceived. Now, after God saw this and saw that the woman was deceived, he made a special protection around that woman so that she will not do it again. And for that, he put a man over her. And he told her not to control that man. Now, I want you to consider the little snakes that I saw in my dream to see if there's anybody here that might have some of this. I must now, and I'm going to look at and quote direct notes that I wrote here. And that's what I don't like. I don't like when I'd have to, to, uh, to uh, 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 quote direct notes that I have because then normally it's things that I have to stand and, and or sit. And sometimes in prayer, the Lord gave me these thoughts but it's more things up here than here, and I don't like that. But I believe in this case, it is okay. I must now study the thinking of a man in relation to his pretty woman. How many of you men think you're married to a pretty woman? That's why you married her. One of the great reasons. In all my life, I've never heard this. God told me to marry this woman, and she's ugly. They are all enamored with her beauty. They like the way she talks. They like the way she walks. There is beauty in the woman. And it's a man's weakness. And that's okay. 
That's okay. There's nothing wrong of having that weakness. God made us so that we are attracted to a woman. And the world we live in now, it is changing because of the messed up lives that we're seeing. It's changing where a man desires a man and a woman desires a woman. It's completely repulsive. It's completely wrong according to the Bible. It's Sodom, sodomy. And God will judge the nation for it at some time. But as I continue here, I want to notice that David's son Solomon was so enamored by women that he married 700. He was so enamored by him. Any woman that he saw that was just a little bit above that just absolutely his beauty just enamored him. He just married her. Ended up with over 700. And I would like to also say this to you pretty women that are out here. Keep yourself that way. Keep yourself pretty. Do whatever it needs. Do whatever you need to. You need to take exercises? Take exercises. It's seldom hear preachers say that. You are created for beauty. Maintain that. Dress like that. Dress beautiful. Dress feminine. That's why I still don't like denim skirts on my wife. So that denim belongs to a man, not my feminine wife. Of course, you'll all have your opinion on that. That's fine. I still like my denim pants and not her. <laughs> denim is for a man, I believe. Don't, don't, uh, yeah. Now, if you're around me, don't worry. I won't, I won't get on your case for that. I just like the feminine part. The woman is so feminine. I used to be a heavy equipment operator for many years. And I noticed this, and I've told you this before. At, at, at out in the dust and in the noise and the dust and the noise at running run this equipment and at the end of the day here comes a husband and wife out to look what has been done so far and if the wind was right you could pick up the woman had some kind of a smelt like a flower she looked like a flower in that dust and in that noise she was still the woman she was the one that carried the beauty we're not to lust after that but we can certainly admire them for it there's nothing wrong with that and you know when you've broken that into lust, that becomes sinful. I'm just telling you, wives, stay beautiful and attractive to your husbands. And don't ever ask him, are you attracted to me? Because they're tempted to lie. It's like, does this suit make me look fat? No, it's my weight that makes me look fat. You see? You understand what I'm saying? Men are so seldom really honest because they do not want to hurt their wives. And I can tell you little details from brushing teeth to anything. I can tell you things that would astound you that caused marriage problems because the man did not want to offend the woman in which she had just a little issue and it just, it was, it soured their relationship. Anyways, love covers a multitude of sins. Now, if it does not go the way of a man in his call or order, who often becomes the puppet? Answer that question. If it does not go the way of God's order, which is the man or the head, the man is the head of the woman. If it does not go in God's order, who becomes the puppet? It is often the man that becomes the puppet. The strongest always gives up. And when the strongest gives up, the weakest become stronger. It's the way it works. And there, in that, you have the birthing of an Ahab and a Jezebel. Who is the first one to apologize in your home? I would, I would venture to say almost all of you, the husband will put up his hand first. 
If not, then he has a really deep-seated problem. The man is the strongest in the home. He's the first one to bow and say, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I failed. It is almost always the husband that apologizes first. If there is an issue between both. My question is, why does the husband always do it first? It's fine to do it first if he doesn't do it so that he doesn't suffer the consequences. And there is the Jezebel and Ahab. You see the pattern. If I would ask any of you, how many of you think you have a Jezebel spirit? None of you would, every one of you would say, not me, not me, no way, uh -uh. I'm even offended that you're even preaching this message. In fact, I'm a bit sensitive to this. You can know by the fruits whether something is working in your life. We should sit here. If I'm an Ahab, I want to know. And it's only that my fruits of an Ahab will be like this. And if I'm a Jezebel, yeah, you will not say, I'm a Jezebel. Seldom that you'll come and repent as a Jezebel, but you'll come and repent as because there is something going on in your life that a Jezebel produces. And if I can only get you to admit your production rather than the name, we've come somewhere. Because, if I can say it this way, Jezebel's and Ahab's are so wounded in their roles that they would never call themselves that way. Just never. In fact, a Jezebel becomes extremely offended. Had it happen right to my face. Very sternly. I had a Jezebel in that early year. It was a man. Stuck his finger this close to my nose. And told me that I have private sin in my life. And God will reveal it to, to everybody to see. And he's going to take me down. And take his blessing away from me. And he said it on top of his voice. And it was a Jezebel spirit. Today, that same man. I could, it all turned. In fact, what he tried to curse me with is exactly, is exactly what happened to him. He's today left his wife. He was a preacher, resigned, fell into sin, deep into sin and going the way. And I don't even know that he's professing Christ at this moment. Maybe God will bring him back. If the woman wants to be spiritual, she needs to clearly state her support in disagreements. Women, I'm, I'm putting little things to you so that you hear this. So that this spirit will not start working and manipulating in your life. If you and your husband have a disagreement. And you're talking now and you're coming up to a conclusion that you know what? I just don't support you, my husband. I just don't support. And normally the way you respond, I'm going to get even with you tomorrow. Or I'll go like that. Or I'll just slam the door just a little bit harder. I'm, tr I'm going to try to tell him something with something I'm not saying with my mouth. I'll withdraw my love, from, my tenderness from you. I will go through a moment and a time of spite. This is a typical response of that spirit. Rather than the surrendering and the sorrow that the Bible talks about. If, and I want you to hear this, this is a very important part. If you women have an issue, you and your husband have an issue, and you talk about things, and the husband is the one that makes the final decision, and he decides against your will. Even if you say that, you know what, I stand against this, I don't like what you're saying, I do not support your position. No, no, no. 
you need to say like this, you know, even though, and I want you to hear, this is very important, I want you to hear this. Even though I do not agree with you, I will support you. Jezebel cannot do that. Cannot do that. I will not support you. In fact, I will work against you. I will do things opposite from you. I might not say it today, but I'll do it tomorrow and the next day and the next. Next thing we have is a monster of a Jezebel in the end of 20 years of marriage. The one writer said like this when he deals with people that have this. He said, most men can put the finger on the moment they lost their power as the head of the home. Women, do you understand? When you do not support your husband and you have a little bit of a difference of opinion, or maybe a big difference of opinion, before you leave him, before you leave each other, there needs to be that quality statement of surrender, even if you have to do it in sorrow, say that, you know what? I don't agree with you, and that's fine, but I will support you and I will love you. I will love you. That's the command on your life. That will prevent this spirit from latching on you and taking you and controlling you later on. Do you hear me? It's so important. This happens, my dear friends, when you're just married. Some of you are just getting married. Some of you have just been married. You're already hearing some things. You're already being tested in some of these things. I just... No, no, no. No, you always speak it. You speak and confess to your husband that I do not agree with you on this, but I will support you in this and I will love you freely. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.